Hey everyone, welcome to Minimally Millennial. I'm Shelby. And I'm JP. Our intention with this podcast is to create a community for young millennials navigating adulthood for the first time. We strive to look at life with direction and purpose and want to share this vision with all y'all. Rather than avoiding the tough conversations, we want to talk about them and get them out in the open. So if you're like us and have days when you ask yourself, how the hell did I get here and what am I supposed to do next? Then you're in the right place. So together, we will unlock the secrets of adulting and try to answer the question, why did nobody tell me this shit? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Minimally Millennial. Today, I'm going to be doing another solo episode, and I'm going to be talking about something that may be a little bit controversial, but also has been on my mind thinking about the past couple episodes we've done regarding travel and so on and so forth. And we've done plenty of, you know, habit building and goal reaching episodes before. But today, I want to talk about why bucket lists are bullshit. Now, before anybody gets up in arms about me saying this, the reason that I feel like this conversation can be talked about is something that's kind of put in our mind as kids. And you hear the term bucket list by the time you're old enough to really understand what that means. There's movies about it. Plenty of people say, oh, well, that's something on my bucket list. It's a very common term that's thrown out there. Um, And then I think with that idea of a bucket list, something else that comes in the idea of that is the ability to do everything on that list or that infinite feeling of life, which unfortunately, as we all know, isn't infinite. And at some point, you know, our ability to complete things on that bucket list will no longer be and can kind of prevent you from living in the moment. And while that may seem like a morbid topic to talk about, what's really been focusing me to talk about this topic today, even though you know, it may not be something we typically would cover is we've been talking about this travel. I've been recovering from that trip from Morocco and wondering when the next trip is going to be and when that next quote bucket list item is going to be checked off. You know, I've, I think about the past trip I just went on and when can I go on the next one? And I've realized over the past couple of weeks that sometimes I forget to live just day to day life because I keep waiting for this next quote bucket list item that you know, makes you feel alive and like you're living and filling out all these things and checking off this life to-do list we call a bucket list. But today I kind of want to go into why I think they're bullshit and some alternatives to what you may be able to do instead of a bucket list if you're something you're really passionate about, how to live presently as much as you're able to. And then we're going to go through the SMART goal method. I know that that's something we've briefly touched on in the past. But talk about how to make some of these goals attainable, even in your everyday life, while you're waiting for those big ticket items in between, and you don't stop just living in the moment. So first of all, I kind of just want to define, you know, what is a bucket list? So Google defines that is a number of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to have or accomplish during their lifetime. You know, quote, making this trip is the first thing on my bucket list. Again, this may be something morbid, but this gives us the feeling of I can make this infinite list because I'm going to have an infinite lifetime to do it. As you all know from my personal experience, you know, I lost my mom quite a few years ago now, but something that always goes back to my mind and a conversation I remember her and my dad having about their bucket list. I remember them saying, you know, my sister and I were finally both out of the house. They wanted to have a camper and travel 
you know, around the U.S. and do all these things. But they kept saying, but when or when they're out of the house or when we have this or when we have that. And before I kind of get into into this, you know, I think back to that moment a lot because, you know, obviously my mom passed away when she was young. She was in her mid to late 50s. And I'm sure there's things on her bucket list that she didn't get to complete. And the time of her having, you know, a normal life to her passing away was a matter of about two years or so. And that's not a long time in my mind. Now, granted, I've never been in this situation to come to terms with your own morality and things that may or may not have felt unfinished. Now, granted, while I wish that maybe this is a conversation her and I, her and I would have been able to have together, we obviously did not. But it's something that I always think about when I think about the quote bucket list or things we want to complete within a lifetime. Because unfortunately, the idea of a lifetime it varies for everyone. We don't know how long or how little we're going to have. And so, you know, you hear all of these people on Instagram and these gurus saying it's really important to be present and live in the moment. You can meditate and do all this and do that, which is great. But I also think that there's a bit of the components that we forget, you know, especially at our age range when we are both on the cusp of feeling in our 20s and in college and as teenagers, this instructability that we're not going to go anywhere and while you know myself and my family unfortunately saw loss at a young age early on the idea of morality didn't really come around to me until losing my mom and i've had talks with friends about this lately of us coming into you know our 30s and so on and so forth and that sometimes life gets a little bit more real that indestructibility starts to fade a little realizing that we are going to get older we won't be instructable forever. And shit happens. You know, having friends themselves or spouses go through life-changing events at this stage in their lives really puts it in perspective what we quantify as, again, a lifetime. Now, this episode is not intended to be a YOLO speech and don't worry about the future and live life once and yada, 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 because while that's all great and good, I always joke saying, I want to live my life like I may die young or I may live forever. That may sound confusing, but what I mean by that is I try to do my best to prepare for the future while also staying present. Something that I know that conflicts with me, especially again with the loss of my mom, is the very realness again that our life is short. It feels like it's much more presently in the front of my mind, but it's, and it takes a lot more to remind myself to live in the moment that. I don't have to spend every dime to go take this trip because what if this is the only chance I have to get it? It may be the only chance you have to get it. But then what if, you know, your car breaks down next week and you need that money? As with everything in life, this concept is a balance and something that I've been really working through as an adult who is planning for a future, who hopes to live a long and healthy life, but also is realistic that that may not happen for all of us and everyone. You know, something that in these past few episodes, we've talked a lot about travel. Traveling is something that is is and would be, quote, high on my bucket list, if you will. But my problem, and I joke about this to friends and family, so on and so forth, is there's nowhere in this world I wouldn't see if given the opportunity. There's nowhere I wouldn't go to see at least once. And I think not taking the opportunity to travel is something that I feel like I would, at this point in my life, regret. On that quote, you know, life regrets 
on the deathbed thing like that. Of course, everyone else, there's obviously other things that would be on there as well, but that's just an example. Whereas it may not be realistic for me to both prepare for my future and see every crevice of the world. Some people definitely do that, but I would say that the average person, the average millennial starting their first job, saving for homes, starting, you know, different parts of their life, getting married, having children, things like that. That's not necessarily something that is as attainable to travel for months on end or, you know, give up that nine to five to take the risk and work remotely and so on and so forth. So this episode is really targeted to those millennials who maybe feel like me, where you want to live life and, you know, grab it, take it, live it, enjoy it, because we do know it's not forever, but then also want to be realistic and like, what if we do get a lot longer than we think? And something that I feel like, you know, the idea of this bucket list can have some limitations to it. And I found a couple of things here on the internet. It's just from HuffPost about why it's seven reasons why you should quote ditch your bucket list. So we're going to go through those a little bit here. And I think they make some really good points. Even when I was thinking about talking about this topic, some of these were ones that I didn't even think about. So number one is a bucket list gives you tunnel vision. I think this really comes in what I was talking about before. Again, the best example I can say for me is travel. I take a big trip that I've saved and worked for all year. I relish in it. I live it. I feel so alive when I'm there. I come back to the day-to-day life and there feels like there is something missing, like I'm not living life to its fullest extent at the moment and I'm just waiting for that next trip or that next quote high. Something like with our emotions, we can't live that high every day, all the time. It's just not realistic. There's going to be highs. There are going to be lows. There's going to be things in the middle. But the bucket list in itself, I feel like similar to a regular to-do list, let me put it this way. When I have a to-do list, I have a couple different sections of my to-do list, something for work, for home, for my side businesses, so on and so forth. Even if those to-do lists are overwhelming, something that really gets me bogged down is if they are very long and how much I can realistically get done in a day. So what I do is I take the most important aspects of a regular to-do list, I put them at the top, and then once those are done, knowing that the rest of the items can wait until the next day if needed, I can slowly add tasks to my today list, not just my general to-do list, but my what am I going to accomplish on this Sunday afternoon list? And what can I do realistically? And again, this episode is not to, you know, persuade the dreamers to be realist or so on and so forth, but just something for everyone to think about. Again, number one was that bucket list can give you a little bit of tunnel vision or, you know, not live in the moments of the little side adventures or attractions or spontaneity that may steal your time away from a trip or an event or of, you know, whatever is on that list. It's quote purpose because sometimes those random side adventures, sometimes that spontaneous unplanned trip or activity with friends makes the experience awesome and worth it and something you didn't expect to have when initially putting that item on your quote bucket list. For example, if anybody's ever been to Rome, if anybody knows me, I'm a huge fan of the movie Gladiator. Seeing the Colosseum as a teenager was like number one thing on my bucket list. And while it was so incredible and it was one of the coolest things I've seen, 
the reality around the situation also took me by surprise because I had built it up so high in my head about seeing this that it took me for surprise that the Coliseum is in the middle of the city and that you can eat lunch and stare at this historical monument. And I think this example kind of goes into the second point here on this list is high expectations can sabotage you a little bit. You've been Googling pictures of a Coliseum. They don't let you know that it's surrounded by tourists. You know, they very clearly leave that out. Or my recent trip to the Sahara Desert, while it was, again, incredible, I had these high expectations of what it would look like, not thinking about the fact that we had to drive through poverty-stricken lands of Morocco to reach the sand that just seems to start out of nowhere. And granted, you can Google pictures all you want and you don't necessarily get to see what it's really like, but that doesn't mean it should take away from the experience. So having those high expectations can sabotage you. So take it with a grain of salt. If it's something you want to see, obviously go do it, see it, live it, but know that it's okay if it doesn't live up to your wildest rose-colored glasses imagination of what it was supposed to look like. What matters is that you had a goal or something you wanted to see and you were able to go and see it and it helped you feel a little bit more connected to this one life that we have here on earth. Number three, bucket lists can make travel an obligation and not a pleasure. Say, you know, you don't really have the money. We talked about this earlier. Say you don't really have the money, but you say, screw it. It's on my bucket list. How can I neglect something on my one and only bucket list? But the truth is, is that people change. Your bucket list will change over and over and over again. And it's important to remember to take care of not only your past self, your present self, but your future self as well. Because even if you've got that YOLO mentality of, I'm not going to live forever and so on and so forth, it might look really shitty if you're in your late 70s and are not able to retire because you weren't taking care of what you needed to do now. Because life's a balance. And travel should be, for the most part, unless you travel for work or so on and so forth, if you want to do it for your bucket list or for pleasure, enjoy it as pleasure. And also, you know, when you're there, something that I we talked about on the budget travel episode, when you're there, really enjoy that time. That doesn't mean you need to go spending your entire life savings while you're there. But if there's an experience, you say, you know, this is something that I really think will benefit me or make a difference. In the long term, do it. But number four, bucket list can cause regret. You know, something else is you're not a failed bucket lister because you, you know, for example, maybe had dreams to skydive in Australia and then you got there and you said, you know what, I'm actually terrified of this. Beyond the reason of like, okay, I can talk myself down. I'm just going to do it because it's something I really want. You get there and you change your mind. You say, I feel very fulfilled. I don't need to do that. It may make you feel bad if you can't quote, check it off on your list, you know, somewhere down the line. Number five, having a set bucket list can make you miss out on the spontaneity that life has to offer. Spontaneous getaways, experiences, time with friends and family. Because a lot of the times, these bucket lists, while they're incredible, they give us goals to reach and things to do and places to see and some aspirations to attain. Any research you read on happiness or, quote, fulfillment 
from life will show you that the biggest fulfillment we typically get is from new experiences within ourselves and relationships with people around us. So don't forget to live in the moment and embrace those spontaneous actions, even if it wasn't on your bucket list. Number six, bucket lists can contribute to the one-upping epidemic. This is the making your bucket list about the most epic thing, the most epic place, the most epic life, the most epic Instagram to show that you've, quote, crossed this off your list. You don't have to keep one-upping yourself to live a meaningful and purposeful life. And last but not least, seven. This one is seems to be typically more related to travel, but it says a bucket list can turn you just into a tourist. And while a tourist isn't a bad thing by any means, plenty of people go places and are tourists. But something, again, from my last Morocco trip that a fellow traveler said to me, we were sitting on top of this dune, cutting down, watching the sunset, riding camels, sleeping in the desert, something that I would say some tourists do, but not all. He just looked at me and said, this is an experience that makes the difference between a tourist and a traveler. Being able to soak up culture and meet people and embrace the culture that you're in because ultimately travel is to enrich ourselves and educate ourselves on the world around us and realize our bubble isn't so small. So you don't necessarily only need to see, go to Paris and just see the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre and go home. You know, you can see little things and still make a very meaningful trip. So I thought those are really interesting way to go about or some interesting points to make. But a couple other things that I thought when thinking about this topic and have made a kind of a random list list of it is sometimes I feel like people make these bucket lists and want to put things on their bucket list just to fall into the cliche. I'll never forget used to have this Pinterest board that was called my bucket list. And Pinterest would always have these well-curated pictures of Mardi Gras and says, bucket list, visit Mardi Gras. And while that would be incredible, and I would love to do that someday, that's an experience that was on this bucket list Pinterest board because I thought it should be because it showed up on my feed as a teenager that I should do. And now that's something that wouldn't necessarily be on my top priority list of things to do. It would be very cool. I would not say no to getting to go to do it. But is it something I feel like I will miss out on if I never do it? No. So you don't have to fall into any cliche or just have a bucket list because you know someone else does or put things on your bucket list because you think you have to. You don't have to say, I want to get a tattoo if you really don't want one. You don't have to say skydive or you know climb Mount Everest or some of the crazy things I feel like we always hear people talking about with the bucket list. It can be whatever you want and whatever you make of it because it's your one life to live and you can live it with meaning. What that means to you. One of the things, it's okay if that list is quirky and random. Again, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be big ticket items. It could be something as simple as I want to finish a book this year. Maybe you're not a big reader. Maybe that's something on your quote bucket list. It doesn't have to be all these big ticket items. This kind of goes back to my Pinterest board, but They're not necessarily always personalized or easily attainable. If you're trying just to create this list to create it and just to say, oh, it's on my bucket list, but it doesn't actually mean shit to you, that's not personal to you. It won't matter when you check that off. Having something, for example, 
the Grand Canyon is something else that's always been on my bucket list and it's stayed pretty consistent there. I've changed the way, you know, I quote, make my list, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, but checking that off and having that experience, I did not feel like I was doing it to check something off a list. It was an experience and it was something that I will remember for the rest of my life. That was an incredible experience, but it wasn't necessarily this big ticket item that, you know, has been on my list forever and had to see. Um, Also, sometimes these bucket lists can make us feel kind of shitty if what we have on there is not attainable. While I know that there is nowhere in this that I wouldn't want to see or visit or experience, I do understand that that might not be attainable in my lifetime that I would love to try, but financially or time, resources, state of the world, it might not be attainable for me. So kind of bringing back to that realism part of having, you know, the bucket list. Doing it to feel like you have to finish it. Myself included, sometimes I swear I will make a list just to check it off or add something to a list just to feel the satisfaction of crossing it off the to-do list when in reality, I feel good about crossing something off a to-do list because it feels like I am working towards rest, not because I necessarily feel accomplished. So don't feel pressure to finish it. Add things to a list if you would like to, but know that it may never get finished and that's okay. Again, it doesn't have to be anything wild and crazy or, quote, for the gram. There's so many things and so many places that people go to see, to take a picture of it just to show everyone else that they were there. There are plenty of experiences and places you can go in this life that don't require an Instagram post to envy or rival all of your friends. It doesn't have to always go over social media. That also is coming from someone who now loves having travel reels. But I was joking with someone the other day. I was like, I couldn't give two shits less if someone watched it. But I go back and watch these little reels I've made from trips I've taken and feel like I'm back in a memory. And that's the same way I feel with pictures. I'll be the first person making sure we all get pictures and see, you know, see the sites and have pictures to look back on. So when I'm reminiscing on that trip, I have something to go through my phone and scroll back and look at and remember the phenomenal memories I had made on that experience. Like that other list said, something else that I feel like bucket lists create can sometimes create a depth of spontaneity. It can put a to-do list in our head that's hard to shake off and may forego the ability to be spontaneous with our own life. Something that I came across in my research or looking at this topic were two things. And one was a question. It said, why use death as a reason to live? And I want to say that again in regards again to this bucket list. Why use death? as a reason to live. The idea of a bucket list is to have a list of items you want to complete before you leave this world. But what if in checking off those items, you forget to live? So again, don't use death as a reason to live. Use life as a reason to live in whatever aspect that means to you. Maybe that means traveling the world. Maybe that means starting your own business. Maybe that means becoming a parent to fur baby or human baby. It looks different for everyone, but having an endpoint because it's never a question of if we're going to die one day and run out of time on our clock, it's a matter of when. 
and none of us know when that's going to happen or what is going to concur or what we'll be able to, quote, complete before then. So just don't forget to live a meaningful and good love while you can. Another thing that I mentioned is, you know, wrapping up life versus dreaming about it, romanticizing your life in a way or your experience in a way that you can look back on even some of your, quote, minute experiences and felt like you were alive. And I'm guilty of this too. Again, I'm guilty of this a lot with travel and feeling if I'm not traveling, sometimes I'm missing out or not living a big enough life for what I feel like I'm capable of. And that's something I still work through, but I try not to dream too much about that and lose sight on the wonderful things that do happen in the day-to-day, in the quiet moments of your life that are still significantly meaningful. A good quote, I don't know if any of you also related to this, had to read Henry David Thoreau in high school, but this quote came up again in my research and it reminded me back to his whole philosophy. But he quotes, to live deep and suck all the marrow out of life. Now that marrow may look different for every person, but find what that marrow is for you and fuck a bucket list. Find what that marrow of life is for you, big or small, and live it. Because that's what we're here to do, to do good in the world, to help others, and to make our time on this planet meaningful. Because as small as our bubbles may feel every day, they are not small or they don't have to be small. Because our lives ultimately are unfinished and are unfinishable. I know I just hit you guys with a lot of philosophy right there. But these are things that I think about all the time to bring myself back to the reality that regardless of how much time we have, again, it will always be unfinishable because we'll always feel like there's more to do. So don't forget to live in the moment, not focused on a list or a list of things that you want to complete in your entire life because it may make you not feel great if you don't get to finish the list. But at the end of the day, it is just that, a list. So after you got to hear me ramble about my philosophy on life and about why the bucket list is bullshit. Here are some alternatives. If you still like making a list, because I just spent however long talking to you all about why bucket lists are bullshit and why you don't need this or that or so on and so forth. But I also still love a list, but I needed to refine it to still help me live more presently. So when I turned 25, it was the first time that I realized that I was getting on my way out of my 20s, that I was getting into a different phase of life, Um, a new phase that I hadn't embarked on before, but 25 was kind of when it hit me. And I wanted to have that idea of, you know, the bucket list or so on and so forth, but it felt too big to put it into a lifetime. And I had some friends or so that have done their 30 under 30 bucket list, if you will. And it's 30 things, both big and small, that they want to accomplish by the time they turn 30. And what I love about this concept is that it can, again, be big, small, attainable, but lets you live life and has room. 30 things over five years is relatively attainable. So having the ability to live life while still having things to aspire to, I think is a huge win. That being said, I'm going to be a little vulnerable here and go through with you all what is on my 30 under 30 bucket list. What I decided at about 25 that 
I wanted to try to attain both big and small in the next five years prior to turning 30. So the first thing on my list is visit Greece. It's something that's always been on my list and um, that I've talked about since I was a little kid. To be honest, I couldn't even tell you why. Maybe Mama Mia had some influence on that, but that's always been on there. But a couple other things I wanted to, a couple, well, here's some things, some things I have done that I want to do that I've completed is to go to a gala, hike the Grand Canyon, snowboard out West. I've only ever snowboarded on the East Coast. Go to dinner alone, hike out West, get a new tattoo, buy my first car, stand board, start an online business, get another piercing, ride a camel and go to a new continent. So those are some of the things that I've put on my list that I have checked off. What you may notice is that there were some things on there that were bigger and smaller in multiple regards. Visit a new continent was obviously a huge undertaking. I went to Africa this year. While going to dinner alone emotionally was just as big as an undertaking, but it was more attainable. But I still had to work myself up to go and do that. And quite honestly, I fell into a moment where I saw an opportunity to go to dinner alone. And I took it because I had some plans fall through and I took it. And while it was a great experience, it was something that was completely out of my comfort zone because I added not using a phone at dinner as well, that it was something that I left feeling like I accomplished something small in a series of confidence that I might not have done otherwise. But again, it wasn't see the Coliseum, travel through the Amazon, backpack across the world. You know, it was something small that still gave me a lot of meaning after the fact. And again, all the things on my list go from bigger to small. For example, hike a few days on the Appalachian Trail. This is something I've been talking about doing since I was in high school, but I haven't done it. I literally live maybe a couple hours from the mouth of the Appalachian Trail in Georgia. And I just haven't made the move yet because I say I don't have enough time or enough resources or enough knowledge to do that. But it's something that I know that I want to try and accomplish and have been making steps to make myself more comfortable to do it. Another one is to read one book every month for a year straight. This isn't something that I even thought I wanted to do at first because I didn't think I was a huge reader. But I was able to add that in because I started in this book club and I had this enormous increase for increased joy for reading that I hadn't had before. And therefore, it was something that I've never done and wanted to do to have that sense of accomplishment and growth from reading a book a month every year or reading a book per month for an entire year. And here I am two months away from completing that goal. And if you would have asked me three or four years ago, I probably would have said, No, I read two books a year and that's it. So my point is showing you all this is that, again, you can have this bucket list phenomenon, this idea of things you want to complete in your life, but make it more attainable. Maybe have decade list, year list, month to month list. I mean, screw it. If you still want a bucket list, have one. I'm not telling you not to, but I just wanted to share with you all my thoughts and alternatives because I think from a young age, at least I was always aware of the idea of this bucket list and romanticized it and how much time I would have to do it when the death of my mom brought me back to reality that we don't always get time. So make sure you make the time that you have 
notable and meaningful to you in whatever realm that means. And so the last thing I wanted to briefly go over today before I round out today's episode, and you can hear my monologue on life, is a SMART goal. We've talked about building habits, talked to you about now building bucket lists. We've talked about these, we might have even mentioned it before in all realms of some other episodes, but SMART goals help you define goals. If you say you really want to do XYZ, like for example, something on my to-do list is to have an LLC before I'm 30, to have my name under an LLC. And instead of just saying, I want an LLC before I'm 30, that doesn't give me the how, what, when, for what that I want to have. And maybe I don't have those answers right away, but if you have goals you're serious about meeting in a time frame, the SMART goal, in my opinion, is the best way to help set yourself up for success and decrease your ability for failure. So for those of you that haven't done a SMART goal, it is S-M-A-R-T. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So specific, the state what you'll do, you'll use action words about what, how you're going to set it up, what you're going to do. Don't say, I want more visitors. Say, this is how I will attain more, so on and so forth. Measurable, provide a way to evaluate. So use metrics or data. Don't use bud words like engagement or win or so on and so forth. Something give you a way that is measurable to track if you're able to. Achievable. Something that's within your scope that is a possible accomplishment, something that is attainable. This is something that I think is much more difficult when we put the idea of a bucket list in our heads. But having, again, a decade goal list, a five-year, three-year, one-year, one-month, six months, three months, whatever kind of goal setting list you want to have, make sure you're being achievable or achievable within the timeline that you give yourself, whatever that means to you. Relevant. Make it make sense. You don't have to, again, if you don't want a tattoo, you don't need to put a tattoo on your bucket list or your year list or so on and so forth. Make it something relevant to you and your desires. Don't put something on your bucket list just because you saw it on Pinterest and felt like you should. I feel like using the Pinterest references is aging me. So maybe I should say, don't see something you see on TikTok or Instagram and immediately assume that because someone else did it, that it would mean the same to you if you don't know if it would or feel like it would. And lastly, time bound. Again, for me, helping that become more achievable was putting it in 30 under 30. Things I want, 30 things I want to do before I turn 30, turn 30. I plan to do this for my 40s, 50s, 60s, so on and so forth to give me realistic goals that I can set within a time frame. Again, this may not be the way that works best for everyone, but I've found that looking too far in the future or in the past makes you forget about how to live your present self. So ultimately, that is what my philosophy spiel is on today is don't forget to live. And do things that make you feel worthwhile and feel alive in whatever realm that means for you. So I hope you all enjoyed today's solo episode today. I know that it definitely has been something I've been thinking about a lot. If this is something that's crossed your mind or you've thought about, reach out to us on Instagram, email, whatever. We want to hear your stories like always. Thank you all for your support. And I will see you all back in a couple of weeks for another episode of Minimally Millennial. 
As always, thanks for listening and I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. We want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to download, rate, and review. For more content from your faves, follow us on Instagram at minimally.millennial.podcast. A new episode is released every Sunday at midnight, so don't forget to set those reminders for your Monday morning commute. We'll see you next week to once again tackle the question, why did nobody tell me this shit?